for our message today. We're going to be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 23. Three verses of scripture. I guess it's four verses of scripture. When you go from, we're reading Matthew 25 through 28. So take a minute, if you would, if you have a Bible, to turn to it, or if you're uh, using your phone to flip to, through it. Um, if you don't have either, you're welcome to watch it on the screen. If you're joining us online, it might be a little hard to read, but uh, some do. So Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 28, we'll be reading from the New King James Version. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, and inside are full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside... You are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. There are some terms in there that you may or may not be familiar with that we'll lightly cover as well. You see in there it says, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Scribes, you think, would be associated more of the longs of what you might call a lawyer. They were able to write the law. They might write some contracts, those kinds of aspects. And so you you get the sense of this legalism that would be associated to it. The Pharisees was a sect of Judaism. Uh, some of the research that I looked at is basically the, more of the middle class, which was different than the Sadducees. And the way you remember the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees is because the Sadducees did not believe in an afterlife or a resurrection, so that's why they would be sad, you see. A little humor right there, but uh, they didn't believe in a resurrection. But the Sadducees and the Pharisees, Pharisees also were on the more of uh, very scholarly as far as the law and things that are going on as far as Judaism. And you find here, and you'll find in other passages where Jesus is addressing them because they set themselves up as, as leaders. And you have um, other passages of Scripture where Jesus talks about they're setting up people to follow them, and yet they are following them as blind, leading the blind. And you read that in some of these passages of Scripture, and we've picked up two sections here where he's saying, Woe! Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. And we read those two passages to you. And in both of them, you get this concept of the outside versus the inside. And we touched on it, in the messages, uh, in some of the previous messages. So you'll hear some things that you'll think, oh, this kind of relates to the messages we've had over the last few weeks. If you haven't heard those or you want to be reminded of those, um, it's on the website, Marysville, the number 3cu.org, and then go into the sermons or messages section, and you can find it there, or they're on the Facebook page too. But in that, calm was, uh, the, that concept of the outside, it's that washing of the outside. In contrast to what Jesus is saying, but in the inside you're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Now different translations might bring that word through differently, but the Greek word from what I looked at, it's basically it's that 
plundering, uh, spoil, robbery. You know, that taking advantage of, uh, uh, taking things away kind of concept. And, and full of self-indulgence, or there's a lack of self-restraint. Actually, the word, you could also find the word, uh, the meaning there, the concept of incontinence. Well, you think incontinence, what's that got to do with anything? Well, incontinence is when you lose control, right, of your urinary function. Now, I don't really want to go down that path, but you'll remember now. Um, it's that loss of control. There's no self-control. It's, it's you're polishing the outside of the cup, but you're full of robbery and extortion, and there's uncleanness that's involved, and we see that in that second uh, um, illustration that he brings forth. It's the outside looks really beautiful, but it's like a whitewashed tomb, which is indeed appear beautiful outwardly, outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So it's about the outside. Now, you can probably relate to this. Are you familiar with the term curb ready or something like that if you've been in real estate? I mean, a lot of people watch these do-it-yourself shows or uh, where they're flipping houses or, or uh, different kinds of things. I mean, if you sell a car or something, you know it's probably a good idea to wash it first and make it look polished. And, uh, and you know where to wash it hard. And not that you should do this, but you know where the rust is at. So you want to highlight the good parts and underplay the bad parts of the car. But you want to make it look nice. I mean, think about it. Somebody comes to visit your house and they come into your house and you start picking up and what do you do you find you have that closet or that room that you put all your clutter into so nobody sees that part it's still there it's still dirty or what do you do you what's the saying you put it under the rug right it's that outside you want people to see and and perceive and see the pharisees and hypocrites here they were they were doing all the things, you know, you talk about in Scripture, they like the big prayers, and, and where people can see them doing the big prayers, and they, they give the, here, let me, uh, let me let you know that how much of it I'm giving. That's why I've always had a little bit of a challenge if you've ever been to uh, services where they start raising money, and they want to see, okay, who's going to give? And, and people say, I'll give, and I'll give, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't think we're really supposed to be doing that publicly. It's a don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing kind of concept. You know, people do things out of pride or, hey, look at me, and we see those kinds of things, and it's polishing the outside. Outside. I mean, have you ever, maybe you've visited some of these places, and you visit a, a movie set, and, and the front looks nice, and then you... You look behind and it just sticks. There's nothing there. It's, it's almost hollow inside. It's this facade that's out there that you could try to present it as real. And, you know, most of the movies and things that you read today are, or watch today are, well, I don't know that for a fact, but a lot of them are CGI, right? Some of them are completely animated. I mean, sometimes you have people, things call, someone calls you on the phone and you know it's not a real person. It's some made-up voice. I mean, think about it. We have virtual reality. It's almost reality. It makes me think of, I watched a commercial on, and I've maybe told this before, but I watched a commercial on sunglasses, and they were talking about how to make it sharper and crisper, you know, and you put it on, 
And they said, and I was looking, and I put, I put it on, and, and I was looking at the landscape, and it was like it was in 3D. And I'm thinking, take your glasses off, it's in 3D already. It's three-dimensional. You don't have to put glasses on to look at something real and make it 3D. If I'm watching a TV, I want it to be 3D, but see, we have virtual reality. It's almost reality. I mean, we have artificial intelligence. Somehow the artificial intelligence is supposed to be better than regular intelligence, I think. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. We're going organic, and we want everything organic, but now we want artificial pretend intelligence, or I don't know. But it's about the outside. It's, it's what's real. I mean, they talk about the metaverse, and it's going to be a, you do everything in the metaverse. I feel like I'm on Star Trek or something, right? And I'm going into the holodeck. And somehow I can do things there or whatever. I don't know. But what do we call this today, this polishing of the outside? There's a term we call it today, and it's called virtue signaling. Remember that term, virtue signaling? It's letting people know and giving indication of how virtuous I am by what I say or do. And politicians do it. You kind of expect politicians to do it, right? Companies are really trying to do it. People are doing it. And it seems like everything today is, it's either, everything's made political. And if you notice how many of these causes and things, it's become their religion. It's not about what's inside, and it's not about what's going on inside you. It's what people think about you. And what people make, think, make you think about your virtue signaling. I, by the way, look what I have done. I gave this much money to thee, and I forwarded and shared this page on my social media or this situation. It's that self-righteousness. Remember, we talked about last week that there's only one way to Jesus. Not to Jesus, one way to God. It's through Jesus. Remember, I had the illustration. Again, it's back on the website. You can't get from here across the great divide, the cavity between you and God because of His holiness, without going through Jesus. But some people try to do it through works, some religions, some doctrines. If I do certain works, certain, do certain activities, that'll make me good enough. What did we talk about in Scripture? It's not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't activity your way into heaven. You need the blood of Jesus in order to get to heaven. But people are virtue signaling, trying to satisfy those around them. Because I want you to think that I'm religious. I want you to think that I'm compassionate. I want you to think, so who am I serving? I am serving the other people instead of serving God. See, if I am serving God and it's about what's on the inside and my relationship with God, it's freeing. You read in the New Testament, he talks about, I'd rather serve God than men. Wouldn't we rather serve God than men? But if I'm serving God, the freeing part is, he doesn't change. But have you noticed the people on social media and, this, uh, 
and things that they're fickle, meaning they change. They change uh, moods. I'm sure you're aware of that. Because things that I wasn't allowed to say when I was growing up, now they're allowed to say. And the things that I could say when I was growing up, now I'm not allowed to say. They keep changing the terms. The terms that I wasn't wasn't allowed to call individuals, now they call themselves. And you can think about your own examples. We'll get a little closer in a few minutes. But it's that outside. You're trying to win yourself to what? If you're wanting to go to heaven, it's got to be through Jesus. But if you're trying to win the world, then I... My virtue, my measure becomes the world. So I start virtue signaling. Companies do it because they don't want to lose profits. They want to make sure that people think that they're virtuous. But they know, we know they're not virtuous anyhow. They're not churches. We build up these causes like they're a religion. And then people worship that religion. People defend that religion. And the ends justify the means. They don't have any guidance. They don't have any construct. No boundaries. We should be operating based on the principles of the Scripture, and that's how we interact with others, and we should be ruled by not whether somebody's going to like our page or not, or chase the likes but by what God would have us do. That's how we know what to do, not to do. We find that in Romans 12, and we've talked about that many times. If you want to know the will of God, surrender your life completely to God, and then you can hear what is that good and perfect will of God. You will be able to determine it. But if you're just polishing the outside, why are you polishing the outside? Because you basically have let those people become your God, as it were. That's who you're serving. How tiresome that would be. How depressing that could get. And you see the people on the social media, they're trying to chase the likes. They're trying to chase the, the social media interactions and try to... It's like being in junior high and early high school continuously. And it can be exhausting because they keep changing the rules. And by the way, sometimes they can just be mean. So the focus needs to be on God. And it happens even in the church. And there's a scripture in 1 Timothy 5.22 that, I wasn't sure if I was going to read it, but I think we will. 1 Timothy 5.22 Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in other people's sins, keep yourself pure. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in other people's sins, keep yourself pure. Now, some things I'm about to talk about, somebody's going to say that it's political. If I, what I've already talked about would be considered political. But one thing we're not going to get into is partisan politics, where we're trying to do a political party. So, 
But if I say anything, you're going to think it's political. But we're going to talk about some things anyhow. We're not going to go down Democrats and Republicans. That's partisan politics. But we are going to talk about some things that are virtue signals. And that scripture on lay man, hands on no man quickly, I think, is illustrated. And don't join in someone else's sins. What does that mean? That had to do with bringing somebody into the ministry. But I think it's also gives me pause, and I think about that, is I don't endorse someone quickly. I watch and see. Take pause. I mean, think about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, the phrase, the statement, Black Lives Matter, of course Black Lives Matter. But there was a political movement called Black Lives Matter, an organization. And people were very quickly jumping on, they wanted a virtue signal, even in the church. They were for Black Lives Matter. They carried their emblems and all those things. Now we found out that Black Lives Matter, yes, black lives do matter. But when I say that if someone says that all lives matter is evil, then you start getting a little confused. Black Lives Matter, the organization, is the same name of saying Black Lives Matter, and the organization, we know we're starting to find some things out. But some people jumped on it right away. The next cause that comes through, which there will be some, be careful about virtue signaling. They're trying to win things. you like, I don't want people to think that I'm not, I don't care about black lives. You should be able to, the people around you should be able to tell that you care about black lives just by what you do and say. You shouldn't have to put a paint job on your heart to make them think that you care. You at least should check in with God to say how to approach this versus, oh, I'm just going to go and say, yeah, this one's good, this is okay, and find out it's a complete political movement with funding that's doing all kinds of things to tear down families. Which is different than, yes, you should care about black lives. But we also virtue signal when it comes to global warming and climate change. Oh yeah, I'm for the... Whether you're for it or against it, we've turned it into a religion. And if you don't do it, somehow you're evil. Whether you're for or against global warming, that's not about what gets you to heaven. It has to be through the blood of Jesus and how he approaches you. The same's happening with transgender's rights. Now you have the gay and lesbian community in conflict with the transgender community. So how are you going to virtual, way, virtual signal your way around that one? If you're trying to read the temperature, the temperature's changing. And it changes from time to time. We have trouble with equity versus equality. And you might not even know what those are. Basically, they'll tell you that it's wrong to treat each one, everybody equal. Because they've got to, you've got to treat them 
So equity, so the results are the same. Not equal, equal opportunity, it's equity of results kinds of things. Have there been injustices? Of course, but it's not just based, not just based off of color of skin. I mean, now they're even virtue signaling that people in hurricanes should get help based on their ethnicity. I mean, how crazy does it get when we get down the path that silence is violence? Silence is violence? I didn't say something? I didn't want to say anything unkind? I didn't want to cause a conflict? So I said nothing? So silence is now anti-virtue signaling. To the point that people would yell in people's faces because they were being silent? See? There's no consistency. There's no justice. There's no tying it together. See, if you read God's Word, it's consistent and, and pulls things together. And, and the deeper you go into it and understand it, you understand it better. But when you're chasing the latest, you're always going to be chasing. And you keep signaling by polishing the outside, it's kind of like I need to have a blue house to make everybody in the community happy. Oh, nope. Blue is violent. You need to have green. The same things that Martin Luther King Jr. said about judging a person's character are not always consistent with what they say today. We're virtue signaling. And in the churches, in the churches, what did we get into? Mask and no mask. If I wore a mask, I care about my fellow man. To others it was, don't you trust in God? And if I didn't wear a mask, I was signaling I trusted in God and do what I want. And then I was... Others would seeing that, that I hated people. So we moved from even talking to God to how to deal with people and how to interact with people, that we start virtual signaling. The next thing you know, they were, uh, sometimes they were virtual signaling, depending on what you were doing, would depend on what, what political party you were. So then it got all tied back to political party, even if you didn't want it to be. And what's the other virtual signal that we have? Trump versus not Trump. There's some people that are so pro-Trump that they can't think straight, and some people that are so anti-Trump they can't think straight. Either side of it is a virtue signal of this, that, and the other, and then we have fights on social media, and it's about look at me, how righteous I am, and we have companies playing, politicians playing, influencers playing, news playing, movies playing, TV playing, Social media, they're all trying to play virtual signaling and, and tell you what it means to be virtuous and not virtuous. But all they can handle is the outside. All they can talk about the outside. So they try this. There, look. There's my cup. See? I'm virtuous. Wait a minute. That's not the virtuous cup anymore. You've got to get a new one. So you've got to go over here. And I've got to get new paint. A new special polish. See, there's the virtuous cup. No, it's not. It's not the virtuous cup anymore. It's that one over there. And see, they keep changing. 
what's virtue and what's virtuous. It reminds me of Billy Graham and that concept that's been around that we're all born with a God-shaped hole in our heart and we're searching for how it fits. But see, Satan's trying to tell us, oh, you can do this. You can manipulate it. Man says, you can even control hurricanes. You just have to drive the right car. We can control it all. We're in power. We determine what's virtue. We determine what's right and wrong. Well, who's the we that's going to determine that? Which one of these causes is the right one? Let's line it up. And that, is that the one? Is that, which one of those will get you to heaven? None of them. It's got to be through Jesus. So, take a pause. Relax in Jesus. And realize that you're not going to make the world happy. I see it in Facebook. We try to virtue signal how good a Christian we are. If you love Jesus, you'll forward this to ten friends. Really? Really? I bet no one will forward this and say amen. I'm sure the devil will be... uh, uh, pleased if nobody forwards this. And then you feel they put guilt on you that that's your virtue signal that you're going to heaven and that you love Jesus. Is That's not what it's about. It's about having hearts sold out to God and then that affects your actions. Just like if you come down to church and you raise your hand. Hey, I'm a Christian. See, everybody's raising their hand, so I'm waving my hand. Virtue signaling in the church. Sometimes people get excited and praise the Lord and they might shout or yell out praise the Lord and that's fine. But you can also see people get up and do it and they try to demonstrate. Virtue signal. And then to make themselves feel good about what they're doing if you don't do it then you're not virtuous like they are. I don't know how bad it's going to get before it gets better. Now, it could get bad and people come to their senses or it could get worse and worse and worse and Christ comes. But don't chase the God of virtue signaling. Don't chase the the latest religion. You should be chasing God. You should not be trying to please the world because you're not going to please them anyhow. And if you're on fire for God and doing everything He wants, you're going to make them feel uncomfortable. It's called conviction. And if I don't make them feel uncomfortable when I'm around them, am I too conformed to the world? And be not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove whether it's good and acceptable and perfect will of God, am I too conformed? I mean, do you still have people that come around and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that in front of you. They know. 
You didn't even tell them not to say those words. They just know they shouldn't say those words in front of you. You didn't virtue signal. You just were God's messenger and lived your life in front of them, and they knew something was different. You talk different. You approach things different. That's signaling God. That's more... That's the better form of virtue signaling than artificial, virtual virtue. Let's be standing together. Father God, in this world today, everybody tells, tries to tell us what's virtue and what's not virtue, what's righteous and what's not righteous, and it's about stuff devoid of checking with you first. May we worship you in spirit and truth, and you first. And may that guide our direction. And may we not allow ourselves to get, get trapped in the situation where our lives are conducted and bounced around by the, what the world tells us is righteous and unrighteous. What the world tells us is virtue and not virtue. But by what the word of God tells us. And the first thing it says is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and my neighbor as myself. First, we love you. First, help us to put you back in first place and to be surrendered to you and obedient to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.